heaven. We thank you this day for your word. We thank you this day for this word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. We thank you for the blessings that come from lingering in your presence. Rest, joy, peace, comfort, and the deep assurance. Thank you for each one in this circle, Lord. Meet their every need. The sick, heal them all. Make them completely whole. Deliver them from every disease, every affliction, every discomfort, every pain, every irregularity within the system. Deliver them from those irregularities and set them free, dear God. Lift their every burden. And some of them are carrying not only their own burdens, but the burdens of family, friends, loved ones, and acquaintances. Help them, deliver them, and set them free. Make clear the path that is before them. Unravel each tangle. Deliver them from every evil force in and through the name of Jesus precious blood as you taught us in your word lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil so much evil about us so much evil around us so much evil seeking to beset us but Lord we thank you that in the name of Jesus we have been delivered, praise the Lord. We remember those who are affected by the loss of loved ones, sudden loss, unexpected loss, the loss of friends, associates, workers, co-workers. Lord, heal the wounds that have been caused by this loss. Wipe away all the sorrows. You promised comfort to those who mourn and healing to all the brokenhearted. Oh Lord, let your virtue, your strength, your power, your sustenance come to all in need at this hour. Oh Lord, let the healing virtue let the comforting presence, let the touch of your glory rest upon each one of these in this circle today and within the framework of our thoughts. Do for us all exceeding, abundantly, above all we can ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Lord, stretch out your hand and meet every need before us today in the name of Jesus, that mighty name, that name which is above every name, that name at which every knee must now bow. Oh Lord, those in financial difficulties, those in need of job placements, better jobs, 
promotion and, and increase in their income. Whatever it is, Lord, we are asking you tonight to supply those needs. We bless this home, this family, the children connected with this home, the grandchildren, all the relatives and friends. Lord, let your virtue flow from this house to the house of everyone connected with us by blood or marriage in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God, and our Savior. We ask these things and believe them and receive them in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. We begin our study tonight by looking at Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 6, and we will begin at verse number 12. Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, and verse numbered 12. Hear how that verse reads. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He continued all night in prayer to God. The mountainside provided quietness and peace so that Jesus could focus on the matter in hand. Whatever that matter was, we're not absolutely sure, but we know that after he came down from that mountain of prayer, things took a radical turn for the better and the greater. What he wanted to talk to the Father about and what was the father's what the father's response would would be was was that which I believe he spent all night working on. Prayer is a two-way line of communication. Prayer is both speaking and listening. God answers when we pray. We listen for His reply. The mountain situation provided a quiet place for the master. The mountain provided, sorry about that, a quiet place for the master. Today, things are moving so rapidly around us. We need to slow down a bit and find that place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. Be still, the psalmist said in Psalms 46 and verse 10, be still and know that I am God. It's hard for people to sit still and to be still in these uh, days of hustle and bustle. But the Lord admonishes us through the psalmist his servant to be still and to know that he 
6 and verse number 10. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Note that Isaiah 30 and verse number 15. Isaiah 30 and verse number 15. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And when you pray, Jesus said, enter into your closet and pray. Shut the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father and our father who sees in secret, in that secret place where you pray, he will reward you openly. Matthew 6 and verse number 6. Make time to be found in a secret place of prayer every day. Sit in that corner, lay down on your bed, and meditate on the Lord your God. Think about, think upon His goodness. Think upon His greatness. Think upon His grace and His strength. And bless His holy name. And as you talk to Him in secret and in quiet, He is going to speak back to you and He is going to send the answers that you need. So that scripture in Matthew 6 and 6 is a powerful scripture. Pray in secret and your Father who sees in secret, He will reward you openly. And you know, it is amazing to think that Jesus, the Father's only begotten Son, beloved Son, He needed a quiet time with the Father on a lonely mountain top. If He needed to do this and to have this quiet time, how much more do we, mere mortals, on this occasion, Jesus was there for an entire night. And no doubt, he gained wisdom. He gained greater understanding. He gained spiritual perception, greater spiritual perception. And he was able to see the direction in which his father was leading. We see in the next few verses of this Luke chapter 6, he selected and appointed the 12 apostles from among many disciples. And thereafter, there was a tremendous manifestation of the miracle power of God among the multitude. There was a mighty move of God, as we will read in a couple of moments from now. But let us first look at the appointment of the twelve. It was at the break of day. He had prayed all night, and at daybreak, he called the disciples to him and, was, and made the appointment. The appointment of the twelve. According to verse 13, Jesus had many disciples. Sometimes we think he only had 12. 
but there were many disciples. At one time he sent out 70 of them. He had many people who stuck with him and who were learners while they walked with him and who stood up for him and stood by his side and helped take care of his physical needs. Thank God for people of such commitment. I've always said I want to be such a person to stand behind a man or the servant of God, man or woman, and give them my support and my encouragement. I love that. Thank God that there are many in this congregation tonight who are of such a caliber. They love to support ministry. However, Jesus had many disciples from which he selected 12 to become apostles. The word apostle means special messenger. It means sent ones. Those who are sent on a special mission to select the 12 um, out of many may have brought joy to some and disappointment to others. However, the master had spent a long time in prayer over the matter. He spent all night and he was fully assured of the decision he made concerning the twelve. He was fully assured about what he had done. Some will be left out as light is, but wherever we are called to serve, inside or outside, in front, in the middle, or in the rear, wherever we are called to serve, let us do so faithfully, let us do so joyfully, and let us forget to look at others who are serving in their appointed place. We have been placed where we have been placed and we will work we will work according to that. God knows what he is doing. At first glance, we cannot miss the fact that vocal Peter is number one on the list. He is at the top of the list. And every list mentioned elsewhere in scripture in the Gospels, Peter is always number one. We can't be, nobody could be envious or jealous of that because there could only be one number one. And if God puts Peter as number one, well, to God be the glory. Who are we? Let's serve, we're, let's serve gladly wherever we are placed. Sometimes in the church, there are so many conflicts with people who feel they should be number one and they are not number one. But God knows and he doesn't make any mistake. Peter is at the top of the list. Always remember that the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. And then we cannot help notice that Thomas is in the mix up there. He's one of the twelve. He is the one you remember who 
when his eyes were open, he came around and made that profound statement, my Lord and my God. Thank God for people who are honest doubters. But when they come to the realization of the truth, they embrace the truth with all they have got. My Lord and my God, John 20 and 28. Then there is Matthew, the former tax collector. He might have been a bad publicity um, object for Jesus as far as the self-righteous self-righteous Jews might have been concerned. Well, look who is his disciple and apostle. Matthew, you remember what Matthew did and how he was one of those tax collectors that was rough, rude, crude by Jesus' choice. Matthew was included among the twelve. Don't you think that Jesus knew what he was doing? Don't you think that he had some special reason for assigning Matthew a place as one of the twelve apostles? Yes, Jesus knew what he was doing. And who are we to question Jesus at any time? Jesus is always right. Hallelujah. And at the end of the list, the last on the list is a man by the name of Judas Iscariot, who became the traitor, the betrayer. Why choose him, some people ask. He, why couldn't they give Matthew the job that Judas had? But Judas, not Matthew, became the custodian of the collections, as we normally call it, or the offerings that were received from the multitudes that uh, experienced healing and blessing and joy and change to the ministering words of Jesus Christ. And usually, when people are blessed, they respond generously with their substance under the things of God. In one of the churches I pastored many years ago, I was outside the building at the gate, greeting the people as they dispersed or as they came into church, I can't remember which. And a man whom I don't know, a man whom I, I I can't even remember what he looked like. He came up to me and asked, are you the pastor? I said, yes, I'm the pastor. And he pressed a, a brown paper bag into my hands. And when I looked at it with the deacons, eventually there were hundreds of dollars in that bank, in that bag. He was blessed somehow by the ministry in those days of the radio and the ministry of the church and he wanted to show his appreciation jesus put judas in charge 
when people are blessed, let me repeat, when people are blessed, they freely give of their substance. They become generous with their resources. And that is how the church is sustained. People who get healed, they feel they must give something to the work of God. People who are receiving constant blessings from the ministry, they feel they must support the work of God faithfully. And I thank God for each one of you who feel it obligated within your heart to show your appreciation by sowing the precious seed into this part of the kingdom and vineyard. Judas was in charge of the offerings. He was put there by Jesus himself. Let it be settled in our minds. Jesus was 100% aware of what he was doing when he chose those 12 apostles. He did not make a mistake. The 12, the 12 filled perfectly into the plan and scheme of God. At least we can learn that the people God sometimes chooses are not perfect people. They are simply a beautiful piece of work in progress. God could use them as they are, and he is using them as they are. They are fulfilling divine purpose in their season. And wherever God has put you, fulfill your purpose and his purpose in your season. And if you become disgruntled, and if you become uh, dissatisfied, and if you don't operate with that willing spirit, the Lord may, I'm not saying he will, he may find somebody else to do the job. But always remember, it is a very high honor for God to choose you to serve in any position. Be it a lowly Sunday school teacher, be it uh, the person who opens the door of the church, the person who welcomes the visitors and even the members and make them, makes them to feel at home. That's an honorable job. Any job for God is honorable. Yes, God chose the 12 and he called them apostles, sent ones, pillars, foundation stones, cornerstones in the building that he was building for eternity. God's plan includes many that you and I may have a question about. But the Lord said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God knows what he's doing. Yes, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Peter, Thomas, and Judas Iscariot, they were the choices Jesus made. They will serve his purpose 
seeking? What was the purpose for their selection? Don't let that bother you. God knows always what He, the Almighty Himself, is doing. Let Him work His work. Let us follow gladly. Jesus is Lord and will always be Lord. And we must recognize Him and bow down before Him and declare unequivocally that He is Lord. And where He leads, let us ever follow. As a result of this all-night prayer meeting on the mountain, and as a result of organizing the Twelve Apostles, Bible tells us that the crowds swelled from surrounding regions and territories. They were coming to Jesus from every direction, multitude upon multitudes. The word began to spread. And the Bible tells us they came for two reasons. They came for two reasons. They came to hear him, and they came to be healed. They came to hear him, and they came to be healed. The entire, the en entire world over at that time, the entire world at that time was sick. And um, what about today? People may ask you, no, let me back up a little bit. What about today? Are there a lot of sick people in the world today? Thank God for the many modern hospitals, the progress made in medical science, the brilliance of medical doctors, the health conditions prevailing, good health conditions prevailing, people are still getting sick. No matter what, people are still getting sick. And there is still need for the healing power of Jesus to be in operation and to be on the move. You may be well today and you may be well tomorrow or the next day you may find yourself sick. It's amazing. Right now, we have heard on the news that there is a shortage of baby formula, food formula for the babies. And I was surprised to learn that many of the infants are allergic to cow's milk. 85 years ago, when I was born, of course, <laughs> cow's milk and mother's milk was all that the people used and all that they needed in our part of the world. But today, they have to have certain formulas. And not only that, but people get sick so easily. They 
might be able to find a place to get the medical help. But I tell you, this is a sick world. And the time is a season of sickness. That is why on this in this ministry and on this line, every program we have or we host, we pray for the sick because there is sickness everywhere. And silver and gold we do not have, but such as we have, we give to you. We pray for the sick because we believe that Jesus, as he did in days gone by, is doing today. In fact, he has given certain gifts to the church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I would like to read just a couple of verses, verses 7, 8, and 9. Jesus Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, 8, and 9, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all or for the profit and benefit of all. For the one is given the Spirit, the one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, uh, by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another, listen to this, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. So the spirit of God gives the gifts of healing to the servants of God. How like those apostles that went out, the twelve apostles, they had these gifts. And the Lord has not changed. These gifts are still available in the church today. And whoever would believe and would exercise these gifts will see the healing power of God in operation. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning or knowing spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. God has given to his church today gifts of healing. So we freely pray for the sick. We pray against every disease, every infirmity, every deformity, every physical obstacle. We pray against them because those gifts or that gift is resident within the church. All we need to do is pick it up and use it. Yes, we pray for people and they get better. But there are so many for whom we must keep on praying because sickness is coming from time to time. The queue is getting longer and longer. And praise God, very many are experiencing a touch from God and have been enjoying long seasons of this word I am not familiar with, but I, I use it. They're experiencing long seasons of wellness. 
That's a new word for me. Such as they had not known in years. God is keeping them in health by the grace of God. So many people experiencing a fresh flow of the healing touch of God as they linger around the altar of God. Yes, God is keeping them in health at all times. The Bible says the multitudes came to hear Jesus. They came to hear Jesus and to be healed. Thank God for what is recorded there. They came to hear Jesus and they came to be healed. And the Bible tells us here in verse number 19 of Luke chapter 6. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. So the sick got healed and those who were well and strong still wanted to touch Jesus because they were feeling life flowing from Jesus into them. So the, the, the sick got healed and the well got better and stronger. Reminds me of a little chorus we picked up years ago on our visit to Trinidad, and I mean many years ago. The words went something like this. There's a river of life flowing out of me. Cause the lame to walk and the blind to see. Open, opening prison doors and setting captives free, there is a river of life flowing out of me. And really, the Church of Jesus Christ is a, a powerhouse. It's full of dynamic force from God in heaven. And that presence makes people well. And I have a question here that some people ask others. Why do you live in the church? Why do you keep going to church? Why are you glued to your telephone at this church time? You know why? Because a virtue is going out from the word of God and the presence of God. Life is flowing from this broadcast. Life is flowing from this ministry. It was like when Jesus walked about, and uh, we studied that a few weeks ago, it says he, he was in a certain place, it came to pass he was in a certain place, and the presence of the Lord was there to heal. Something happens in church. Something happens when the people of God come together. Something happens at this altar. And we will continue to declare it, to believe it, to practice it, and to trust God that sick people will receive their healing and their deliverance as they wait at the altar of God. 
So here we have Jesus having spent all night in prayer. He appoints the twelve apostles and people who were sick. They are healed. Those who are vexed with unclean spirits get delivered and people who are well still want to touch him because virtue was flowing out of him. They couldn't get enough of the blessing. What about you? How do you feel tonight? Are you getting enough of his blessing and power? There is more, much more in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you and praise you for this time we spent in your presence and we thank you for this passage of scripture. There is so much that we have learned from it and we pray that virtue will continue to flow from this harvest time midweek Bible study. We flow from the Sunday school hour. We flow from the fellowship service. We flow from the prayer meeting. Wherever we meet, wherever we meet, let virtue flow. In Jesus' name, and let your people be healed. Let your people be whole. Let your people become strong. In the name of Jesus, and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. We've gone a little extra time tonight, but um, we couldn't get away from this thought. The people came to hear Jesus, and they came to be healed. Hallelujah. What great purposes the word of God can provide for all those who believe. And I believe tonight that you have not only heard, but you have been healed by God's 